podcast fam. It's your host, Rachel Garcia, and I am with a dear friend of mine, Miss Sarah English. And Sarah is one of those people that you just want in your corner. She is uh, my free therapist. I, <laughs> over chips and salsa, me and this girl just go to town. And uh, if you know me, you know I don't easily open up to a lot of people, but she is just someone that is such a great listener and a um, someone that you can confidently trust and full of wisdom. And I'm just excited to have her on the show. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> what an introduction. Wow. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I love our time together. So it's, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this will be fun. We are, uh, we're taking it light today. You know, nothing too heavy. We're just talking about suffering and we're going there. Yeah. We're going there just right off the bat. So the topic of today's conversation is why should I embrace suffering? And so um, all jokes aside, obviously it's been a tough season for you this last little bit. So kind of give us a look into what the last year of your life has looked like and how um, this has kind of been a part of your journey that maybe you didn't see coming. Yeah, for sure. I think so the past year I've really been dealing with and maneuvering through the grief and loss of my dad. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of things happened mm -hmm. in, um, in the last couple of years. And it ended up with him passing away in December 21st, 2021, um, after spending about a month in hospice mm. in our home. Mm. And um, I had the honor of helping take care of him yeah. and loving him and, and give him all the things he needed mm -hmm. <laughs> at that time. And with my mom and my brother, we were able to be there with him at the end of his life. But that last year of his life was a lot. And yeah. there was a lot of things that he had to to deal with and go through. And there was a lot of things that I saw that were hard mm. and I had to go through with him. And, but it was also a privilege. Yeah. And it was an honor to see him through all that difficulty. Yeah. So talk about him, not only as dad, but pastor. Yeah. So you know, my dad, I mean, you know, but for those listening, um, he has been a pastor my whole life. So for 25 years, he's been my dad who is lovely and jovial and kind and gentle and generous and he's also been my pastor for 25 years of my life my shepherd my mm -hmm. spiritual leader mm -hmm. the one who i know loves jesus who i know is seeking jesus who i know will give me godly counsel and wisdom and he's also my friend we just really grew to be friends and we also did ministry together mm -hmm. and for the last seven years of my life six years of my life we've been doing ministry together and so he's a lot he was a lot to me he mm -hmm. is a lot to me yeah and he um he held a huge place in my life and still does and so the loss of him yeah it wasn't just the loss of my dad it was the loss of a pastor a friend mm -hmm. a ministry partner um all those things yeah you know, it's one of those things that you think about. And when I was a kid or and not that long ago, a few mm. years ago, I would think about it and I would think, I don't know how I would survive it. Mm. I don't know how I would survive yeah. if my dad died and I wasn't married with kids and settled and old and, you know, the normal way that life goes. But I did. Yeah. I survived and I am surviving it. And I know that people go through a lot worse, but you know, we all experience suffering in different ways. Mm -hmm. So this is just the most recent. Yeah. Way so what's, what's kind of the wake looked like in the last little bit of all of this? It's a loaded Such question. Such a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> it is a roller coaster. I think you hear people say that, but it is, it's a roller coaster. And you know, when I first heard that his cancer had come back 
in December 2020, I think that I was so overwhelmed by that. Mm -hmm. Like I was overcome with emotion and I just remember really struggling to put it to place it like really struggling what to what do I do with this information and again going back to that thought of I will not survive this mm. like how am I going to live my life like what is my life going to be like without my dad without my pastor without all these things that he is to me and um, I just remember that overwhelming emotion and I talked to him about it some mm. and we just had a discussion about you know his the Lord's grace is sufficient for us today and we cannot live in tomorrow's worries right today yeah. has enough worries of its own mm -hmm. so right now in that day December 2020 when I found out his cancer was back he was alive and with me mm -hmm. so I couldn't live in his future death I couldn't live in that future because I knew that when that came I would have the grace for it then yeah. but I didn't have the grace for it at that time yeah and so I just had to live in the day and and not focus on the worries of tomorrow or the stresses of tomorrow because I knew God would take care of me then and so I just had to trust that he's going to give me what I need in this moment and mm -hmm. and go on from there but there is something to anticipatory grief mm. like anticipating the loss of a loved one dang it start it's not you know grief doesn't begin when death occurs yeah it, it starts before that, you know? And so I think that anticipating what could in, what could be the death of my dad, mm -hmm. right, was hard for me. And also the grief throughout the process as he, you know, changed and as the cancer changed his body and his strength and he was in a lot of pain because of the tumors on his spine and the brain cancer, you know, mm -hmm. affected things. And so it's just a lot of change that yeah. you see. And my dad was different. Mm. And I remember one time he said, it was after a surgery, we were in the ICU and I was sitting with him and I had just spent the night with him. And he looked at me and he said, he's like, Sarah, I know that you see a deficit in me. Hmm. And he said, I know that's scary. It's like, but I believe God can restore this. And I believe it's all a part of the testimony. Wow. So like to see the deficit, but then to see that he saw it too. Yeah. And just how that kind of changes things, yeah. you know, but it's all a part of the, the journey of being a caretaker and helping to love a loved one who's sick. Yeah. So how did you not allow your heart to harden through all of this? Because I'm sure that can easily happen. I think one of the things that helped my heart not to harden is, is to stay close to Jesus. Mm. But that has been very difficult. Yeah. It's been hard. It, it's, it, there has been resistance there. Mm -hmm. um, but it has also helped me to understand that he is close to me. Yeah. Even when I can't be actively as close to him as I have in previous seasons of my life. Hmm. Like even when it's hard and it's difficult and all I can do is just like be there and talk to him or read a scripture or whatever it is, listen to worship music. Even when I can only offer a little bit to like accept his closeness to me hmm. when I don't feel worthy of it Yeah, to be like, no, he is close to me and he loves me. And I think that helps my heart not to get hard because I see his tenderness to me towards mm. me. Yeah. And that even in the difficulty, he's close Yeah, and he wants to give me all good things. And he's a tender, loving God yeah. and perfect father. And so I think that helps my, my heart not to be hard, but also to understand that, that there's more to suffering than suffering. Hmm. 
that it's not just about the struggle, but that the, the Bible says that there, there can be joy in it, yeah. right? Like it can be a joy to suffer mm. because we know that it creates perseverance in us. Mm. We know that it builds us up. We know that it makes us closer to the Lord because he suffered more than anyone. Yeah. Right. And so there's a closeness there and there's a supernatural joy and peace in suffering as a Christian that I can't imagine. I can't imagine how the world deals with suffering right. and doesn't have that supernatural peace and joy that comes with it. And so I think if I didn't know Jesus and if I didn't know that, that he can give me that joy unspeakable and full of glory and he can give me that peace that surpasses all understanding, then I, I mean, that's what has kept my heart soft is yeah. just his supernatural graciousness. Mm, grace. Yeah, that's good. I think it's interesting how like in the church, we love to talk about passion. I love to talk about passion just as much as the next person, but at its root, passion means to suffer and the, the passion of the Christ, what does that mean? It's yeah. what he was willing to suffer for. And so yeah. it's like at our root, we're going to, we're going to, it's not a if, it's when yes. for sure. So, so good. Um, something that I didn't, I didn't put on the questions, but just because I know you and we've talked about this before, tell me a little bit about the role of the Holy Spirit. Maybe just kind of what, what, how, and um, ways that the Holy Spirit has been near to you in all of this. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like it could be a whole other, whole other episode. Baptist yeah. girl yeah. and the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> but I think you know one of the things that me and my dad would talk about a lot. We loved to talk about Jesus. We would talk about Jesus all the time. Mm. It was what we talked about the most, and we loved to share that together because we both loved ministry. We loved Jesus. We we're very similar in our temperaments. And um, one of the things we discussed a lot towards the end of his life him being a Southern Baptist preacher, you know, for so many years, we talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. Mm. We talked a lot about what the Southern Baptist church might be missing yeah. in some, in some ways in understanding the Holy Spirit. And, and we just would pray and we, would, we were talking about like, we want all of you, Lord, like yeah. we want all of it. Oof. We want all of you spirit, you yeah. know, like we want to experience all the facets, mm-hmm. um, that we can. And, um, and so I think just that and knowing his heart for that. And then me, experiencing the Lord through this season mm-hmm. and and experiencing the spirit in me in yeah. this season in like a totally different way. Yeah. Just his closeness and the supernatural power that he brings to situations, allowing me to deal with things and have grace in seasons that I should not. Yeah. Like I should not be able to do the things <laughs> that, you know, I'm still doing. Pause. Do you want me to talk about Wait, spare language? Yeah. Go for it. No. Gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Where did I leave off? Oh, shoot. I don't even remember. Okay. You just kind of start a what new thought. And one of the things that the Spirit has helped me with in this time is to, you know, help me be close to the Lord when I don't really know how. Mm. And I think one of those things is experiencing a spirit language that Mm. the Holy Spirit gives me and just this closeness to the Lord that is supernatural. Like him being able to to talk to God, him being able to pray on my behalf when I don't have words to say, him being able to speak those words Mm. and those utterances that I don't know so good because I don't have the words to say I don't have the capacity to express the things that please ignore my whining dog 
<laughs> but no, I love that. Keep going. Yeah. So, so I think just the closeness of that, you know, and understanding that it's not, it's not on me. Like mm-hmm. it's not about how good I am. It's not about how cleaned up I can be or what I can do. Yeah. But it's just the fact that I'm his yeah. and his spirit is in me and he just expects me to be his. Oh. And sitting in that has been hard, but it's been very freeing to know yeah. that he loves me yeah. and he's with me and he's for me and he's in me. Yeah. And he's ministering through me and to me all at the same time. Mm. Talk about how Holy Spirit's not weird and how he's kind and meets us again, like what you've been saying, where we're at. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I think it is. It's so, I mean, you know, I'm a church girl and so it's, uh, it's so much of what I talk about. But it's not weird. It's a part of my everyday life. Like the Holy Spirit is not this taboo topic yeah. that shouldn't be talked about or there should be a lot of questions about. That Jesus, when Jesus left, he said, no, I'm giving you right. someone. I'm giving you a helper, yeah. right? And and that was that was the Holy Spirit. And so we have him indwelling in us. But I think so often we forget about him. Mm. We don't utilize him. Yeah. In every season of our life, he's there. Yeah. He's there to point us to Christ. He's there to convict us of sin. He's there to, to minister to us and through us. Mm. And he's there to be our inheritance, mm. right? Yeah. He's the one who's in us until we get to heaven and we can be face to face with the Father. Yeah. He's our deposit. He's our inheritance. Preach. Who keeps us, right? <laughs> yeah. While we're going through this really terrible world sometimes. It's very terrible. Yeah. And it's hard and there's suffering and there's sickness and there's decay but we have a Mm. hope and we have an inheritance Mm. and and that is pictured in the holy spirit in us yeah love that so good all right this next one we're gonna we're gonna camp out for a little bit on this one because we've had some deep conversations offline about it but how can you still believe for healing if and when you don't see it I was thinking about this and how I think there's a lot of things that go into this yeah. question. The first thing that really came to my mind, and I think that is maybe maybe too simple, but so I don't think simple is always bad, but I think the first thing is we're we're called to we're called to faith. And so we're called to believe that that God is healer and He's provider and He's all of these things, and we're called to pray for the sick and we're called to believe for healing and we're we're called to do that and so we do it. But I think the other thing is that we can we can believe for healing even when we don't see it because we know that it already exists. It's happening now, currently, yeah. whether we see it in the natural or not. Mm. Our inheritance is complete healing and freedom in the supernatural. And so it's we can speak that and we can believe it and we can pray for it because it's already ours as believers. Wow. Like we already have that power as believers. It's just whether or not we're going to see that in the natural or whether it's going to be in the supernatural in heaven mm. that we're going to see it completed. Yes. But it's already ours. Yeah. So we can claim it and we can live in it. Uh-huh. But that doesn't negate that there's suffering yeah. and there's difficulty. Yes. I love that. I love that. Oof. And I think another thing with that yeah. is, you know, when we don't see healing in the natural, mm-hmm. when, we, when we don't see God show up in a way that we think he should. Yeah, go there. Um, one of the things that has been keeping me in this season is realizing that I cannot look at the circumstances in my life or this world and let that dictate 
what I believe about the character of God. Yeah. I have to take what I believe about the character of God, what the Bible tells me mm. about the character of God, and use that as the lens with which I see my circumstances. Oof, I love it. And so I know that God is healer. I know he's provider. I know that he's good, mm -hmm. right? I know that he is just. Mm. I know all of these things about him. And so I take that and I look at my circumstance and I say, even though this is happening, God is healer. Yes. Even though this is happening, God is my provider. Wow. And I can believe that and I can trust that. And even if he doesn't come through how I want him to in this season of my life, he is still those things. Yes. And I will still worship him. So as he good. is those things because he will never change and so he can't do anything outside of his character mm -hmm. so nothing that's coming to me is outside of his character yeah and so just trusting who he is and being confident in that and i think sometimes you know we can especially in church we can talk a lot about name it and claim it mm. and i'm here for that but also <laughs> yeah. i think i think sometimes we simplify yeah we simplify that because also the bible talks pretty positively about suffering mm. the bible speaks about suffering as it connects us to jesus yeah right like we can share in his suffering mm -hmm. it also says that it creates perseverance in us right yeah. it also says that we can make it through this world because of the greater glory that's ahead of us, yes. right? On the other side. Yeah. And so really this life is not really about necessarily the healing and the breakthrough on this side of heaven, right? This life is all about living faithfully for what's all coming on the other side for this greater glory. Mm. And so while I a hundred percent believe God is faithful yeah. and he is healer yeah. and he performs miracles and we should be praying for it and we should be seeing it yeah. as the church. Yeah. We also can't negate that suffering is a blessing Dang. and that God uses suffering. So good. And that it, that he's going to work all things together for the good of those who love him yeah. and are called according to his purposes. That's it. Even the bad things. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Chris Kane. She says, we, we shouldn't let our circumstances dictate our faith. We should let yes. our faith dictate our circumstances. So true. Um, because, yeah, it's always a matter of perspective and trying to see what God is doing in this and what the enemy means for harm, that God can turn it around for good. So, yeah. so good. I love that. Let's talk about one of my favorite subjects as of late heaven <laughs> let's talk about the nearness of heaven having a loved one that's no longer with you here on this side um so just kind of that perspective shift that that's uh that's taking place and then also we've kind of talked about some of those final moments that you even had with your dad and some of his encounters and stuff so let's talk about that yeah heaven i'm so ready <laughs> lord come i feel like every time i see you we probably talk about that <laughs> We're just ready for Jesus to come back. <laughs> yeah. um, but also we want all the people to know him. So right, right. There's a balance. But, um, you know, watching, I know, you know, probably a lot of people listening have experienced loss. And and I was present when my grandmother passed away. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in the room with her, uh, our family was. And, and I do remember the significance of that. You know, just seeing someone die. Mm -hmm. it, it is... Um, yeah, it's unlike anything Dang. you would really think, but especially with my father, like being older and also being a part of caring for him as he was sick and, and going <clears throat> through that and seeing, you know, seeing him on hospice and his last days and people coming to visit him and, you know, all the things that happen in that time, you mm -hmm. know, in the last days of someone's life. Um, I just remember the veil mm. being so thin. Oof. 
in that room. Yeah. Like that veil between heaven and earth. Ooh, it was like, and everyone who came in, they were, they left and they said, they were like, whoa, whoa, they could just, you can feel the presence of the Lord. Dang. And I just think about that. And I think like, like my dad was a kid of the Lord. Like Mm. he was a child of God. Yeah. And so like, how lovely is it that God, our father cares for us through our life? to the end of our life mm-hmm. and he's there with us to take us home and and so I remember just the just the nearness of heaven in that place and my dad kind of you know sometimes in and out of consciousness at the end of his life and one time he he looked up and, and he looked at me and we were talking about something and he said just a minute and he lifted his arms in the air and he's like Jesus <laughs> and he said he's like just a minute I'm gonna jump in his arms <laughs> and he was like oh my Jesus oh wow. and he just started crying dang and he's like my Jesus wow. and then he just opened his eyes and we had a conversation <laughs> again and you're like just, take me yeah I was like I'll go I'm ready <laughs> just the nearness Jeez. of the Lord in that time and um you know I think too when when death comes, like when you can, I was up with him. Um, he passed away around like eight twenty in the morning. And so I was up with him all night, giving him his medication every couple of hours. And just really wanted to be there mm. in that process with him, you know, and I didn't want him to feel alone. And I, I didn't want him to, I just wanted him to know that I loved him and I was there for him because he was there for me in so many difficult times in my life. And so I wanted to to be there for him in the hardest days of his. And, yeah. and so I was up with him and, um, you know, the, the death rattle was happening and, um, and then kind of all of a sudden it quieted down mm. and he was peaceful and he was at rest and he passed away. Wow. And I, you know, could tell that he was gone and um, my mom and brother were there, but I just remember the like distinct difference in the room Mm. like he was not there yeah even though he wasn't conscious before he was there yeah his soul was present and it was tangible Mm. and I had never experienced a world without it and then all of a sudden I was experiencing a world without it and it was like tangible difference like his soul was no longer there I just remember like it was crazy to think he was in heaven. Yeah. Like really to be absent, to be absent with the body, present with the Lord. Yes. To be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. And that was it. That would just happened. And I saw it with my own eyes. And it's crazy, crazy, crazy. And I think of too, you know, in Hebrews, like the hall of faith. Yeah. I think of that and then Hebrews 12 says like we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses mm. and to think like he is experiencing heaven and he is cheering us on and um, just to be faithful and serve the Lord. He said that to me before he passed away. He's like, keep serving Jesus. Oh, wow. He said, he's worth it. You'll never regret it. Dang. So Oof. I know that it's just like he's experiencing all the things that he hoped for and preached about yeah. and lived for. Yeah. It's all completed for him. Wow. So it's crazy. Oh man, I love it. There's a a book I read a couple years ago from Levi Lusco called Through the Eyes of a Lion. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or read Mm. it, but it's about his little girl, Linya, who died in his arms. Um, It was like right around Christmas of an asthma attack and they called her Linya Lion. 
but he just talks about how like every day it's like one day on earth that obviously he misses her but it's like one day closer to being reunited with her in heaven and just like the beauty of when you have a loved one on the other side of like kind of that countdown of like gosh I can't wait to see you again and like so true it puts things into perspective yeah for sure yeah it's like there's so much more to live for than this life yeah and there's hope to be reunited yeah um we kind of touched on this a little bit but how have you experienced a new facet of Jesus in suffering yeah, I think um, one of the main ways is just like his shepherding heart. Like mm. he is our good shepherd in, in the sense that when I've been a mess and like really struggling and, you know, struggling with him. Yeah. And um, he's so gracious yeah. and gentle and close to me and patient. Mm. And um, I think one of the things that, I've realized is that he's quicker to say I love you and I'm proud of you than he is I'm disappointed and I don't want to be with you. Mm. You know, that's not his heart. Yeah. His heart for his children is is a gentle, loving, kind heart. Yeah. And um so I think that just that he is close to the sinner and the sufferer mm. and he he desires to be near us and he is trustworthy. Yeah. I think that like he is who he says he is. Yeah. I've seen his character yeah. displayed. Um, and also like he really is, his power really is perfected in my weakness. Mm. You know, I being having to still serve and be a human being and serve at a church and minister to people and, and having to, you know, still do these things when I really have very low capacity to do them. Yeah. It, I know that it's just the spirit yeah. that's at work mm. in me. And his power really is perfected in my weakness. And so he's just a good God and he does what he says he's going to do. I love that. I've seen that. Robert Morris says, kind of in context of the prodigal son, but he's like, the father has been working on his welcome home speech a lot longer than you've been working on your I'm sorry speech. So good. (laughs) Yes. It's just like, that's it. Like he far more is ever like pursuing us and like, just wants to be with his kids. Yes. So good. Um, I heard another message once, uh, kind of in the same vein about like a facet of Jesus. Uh, it was talking about whenever he's on the water, uh, in the waves and he's like, there's people on the shore and people in the boat that will never see like that facet of Jesus than someone Mm. that's out there in the storm with him. So true. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's in the waves, right? Yes, and I think about that kind of going back to the other question about healing and when you don't see it. And it's so true. It's in the waves. Like Mm -hmm. it's, I think maybe sometimes foolish of us to Mm. think that that what we want, the healing that we want to see, the ease of life that we want to happen is the best thing. Yeah. Because sometimes the waves are the best thing. Mm. Like the suffering is the best thing for us. Yeah. And I think it is. Like it's in those times that we are sanctified that we are that we see who Christ is that we experience his character in intimate ways yeah it's so right if things were just easy and if. our suffering was always fixed immediately and things were always great yeah we would miss out right on seeing so much of the character of God yeah uh this was just quoted in like the last podcast that I did with a friend but um Charles Spurgeon said I've learned to kiss the wave 
that slams me into the rock of ages. <laughs> and all these quotes. My brain is filled with quotes. So like, good. <laughs> but that quote has Say just, it again for me. <laughs> so good. I've learned to kiss the wave that slams me into the rock of ages. Yeah. Oh, that's good. good. Man. Oh, yes. If oh. we can learn to kiss those waves. Yes. It is like, that's huge. Just welcome it. Mm. All right. Well, winding down here. What are those things, some, maybe some practicals or some tangible, some things that kept you going in the lowest moments? I think remembering I made it through what I never thought I would survive. Hmm. So I'm going to make it through this just because I know God's with me. Yeah. And I know he's going to give me what I need. Yeah. Um, I would also say I, to remember that I have people mm. and to remember to use my people. Yeah. To have community who can who know me, who knew him, who mm. um, who knew me when he was alive, yeah. and to to talk with those people, to talk about what's going on in my heart, and to communicate what I need. Yeah, I think that's big. Like yeah. to say, I don't want to talk about him now, or could we just talk about my dad for mm. a little bit? Yeah, you know, can I share something with you? Wow, you know that is good. And another thing that helps me is. Um, and I, I'm in, I do, I go to counseling. Mm -hmm. So I do see a Christian counselor and, yeah. you know, I would suggest that for yeah. anybody who's going through, just, I would suggest that in general, totally. but specifically for anybody going through specifically hard seasons. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I've learned in that is, is grief dosing hmm. and understanding that it's, um, that grief is sometimes like contained in a jar, right? Imagine your grief is contained in a jar and you can open that jar sometimes and let that emotion out yeah. and experience that grief and express that grief. But sometimes it's not bad to put the lid on the jar huh. and distraction is not always bad. And so to realize that sometimes, sometimes honestly for me, grief is comforting. Yeah. Like I'm experiencing it because it makes me feel close to him. Yeah. But sometimes it's overwhelming. Yeah. And so in those moments, I do need distraction. Yeah. You know, I need to, to get up and maybe do something I like, right? Yeah. Um, eat healthy food, yeah. you know, move my body, talk yeah. to a friend yeah. and just do basic things that might distract my mind because, mm. you know, mentally and emotionally, we cannot always be dealing with all of the grief. Yeah. There have to be times. So grief dosing. So whether it's today, I'm going to do something that he loved to do, yeah. or today I'm going to do something that we did together wow. or today I'm going to talk about him. Yeah. And then after that, that will be it. Yeah. And I can do something else. Yeah. So don't always shy away from distraction. It can be good. Yeah. And um, I like that. And just know that you can put the lid on the mason jar yeah. sometimes. Maybe um, sometimes you, know. you can take a walk and cry. Exactly. <laughs> Multitasking. Yeah. Yes. So true. Uh, Driving and crying is like a big thing, but a music. little dangerous. But yeah. 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 I like um, it. Very good. Yeah. And I think one thing that I would just say yeah. to anybody you know, going through grief or, or dealing with a difficult season and, and just not feeling like yourself and cause it is disorienting in a lot of ways, but just like you're doing a good job, mm. you know, yeah. you're doing what you need to be doing. You're making it through. Yeah. God loves you. He's for you. And he's with you. Even when you feel far from him, mm. he's close. That's so good. So you're okay. And you're doing good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> 
All right, friend. Well, as we end today, would you mind just closing us out in a word of prayer and maybe praying some uh, praying specifically for people that are going through um, a difficult season or maybe it's loss or grief or suffering in whatever form it may be taking. Um, so yeah, would you just pray for us? Yeah, I would love to. Lord, we just thank you that you are our perfect father, that you are a friend, that you are a perfect counselor, you are mighty, you are gracious, you are kind, and you are with us. And um, we just thank you for your character. And I pray that um, everyone who's listening, Lord, whatever they're going through in their life, you know, we all experience loss, we all experience suffering and difficulty because we're living in this world. And so I pray that you would make your yourself known, Lord, that your presence would be tangible that your peace would overwhelm them, that your joy would fill them. Lord, I thank you that you are with us and you are a kind and loving, gentle God. And so I pray that they would know you as that God, the God of the Bible, that they would know you as gentle and kind towards them in this difficult season, Lord. And I pray that you would give them hope, Lord, because we have hope because of Jesus. And so I pray that you would fill them with hope, fill us with hope as we continue to live faithfully on this side of heaven as we long to be home with you, um, help us be faithful. Help us to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.